The views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this radio station or Delta Media Corporation, but we bet you'll like them. I'm back in the saddle again. Pop, pop, it's showtime. Checking in from the right side of Acadiana, seeking truth. I want the truth! Yes! Justice. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Yes! And a whole lot of freedom to have fun. Winning, winning, winning. Yes! Oh, behave. This is the Rush Report. happening in your world tonight. A La Jolla man clings to life at a university hospital after being viciously attacked by a pack of wild dogs in an abandoned pool. This is a really tough day, uh, not just for me, but for all New Yorkers and all Americans. Ever since I was a young man, it was my dream to be an attorney, to stand for the law and put criminals behind bars, to focus on the victims of crimes, to bring diversity to the community, to make a difference. That's what makes this so very, very difficult. So I'm just going to say it. It is with an extremely heavy heart that I must announce that the New York District Attorney's Office, after an extensive, thorough investigation, has decided to drop all charges against Donald Trump. Furthermore, due to my deteriorating mental health, both as a result of the stress of the case, as well as Jack Posobiec's relentless attack and bullying against me, targeting my weight and repeatedly calling me Fat Alvin, implying I'm a member of the Chipmunks. For the record, I am not. I hereby resign from my position as the District Attorney of New York. Now, if you excuse me, I'm off to go indulge in some very delicious chocolate vanilla swirl pudding and eat my food. What I lie to you. Huh? What, what I lie to you? <laughs> Wouldn't you love to hear that?
not just for me, but for all New Yorkers and all Americans. Ever since I was a young man, it was my dream to be an attorney, to stand for the law and put criminals behind bars, to focus on the victims of crime, to bring diversity to the community, to make a difference. That's what makes this so very, very difficult. So I'm just going to so difficult. It is with an extremely heavy heart that I must announce that the New York District Attorney's Office, after an extensive, thorough investigation, has decided to drop all charges against Donald Trump. Furthermore, due to my deteriorating mental health, both as a result of the stress of the case, as well as Jack Kosovic's <laughs> relentless attack and bullying against me, targeting my weight and repeatedly calling me Fat Alvin, implying I'm a member of the Chipmunks. For the record, I am not. I hereby resign from my position as the District Attorney of New York. Now, if you excuse me, I'm off to go indulge in some very delicious chocolate vanilla squirrel pudding and eat my food. Did I make you laugh? I hope I did. <laughs> oh man! Did I have? I think I had Blanco in there for you a minute. Had me, that is fantastic AI. <laughs> I I I could see him say this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jack Posobiec has has some great <laughs> stuff. Anyway, I thought I would. You know, my buddy Joe always says, "Make me laugh, make me laugh." If that doesn't make you laugh, I had to run it twice because Blanc was looking at me. Like, whoa, I was whoa, like, "What?" <laughs> I don't think it was until the first time. It was until like the 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 chocolate part where I was like, "Oh, it's AI." And then afterwards, I started listening. It's like, "Okay, no, the, you can see some tells, but man, that is a wouldn't fantastic you, wouldn't AI." Wouldn't you love to hear that? Okay, I'm dropping all to. charges against Donald Trump. I would absolutely I just... love to. Yeah, well, that, they should. It's incredible. And what's AI. going on in Georgia? Oh, the lights went out in Georgia, baby. <laughs> you wonder how stupid people are in Georgia? I hope these are not representative I, of the say, people of no, Georgia. I'm going to say they're not. Because I, have, I have relatives in Georgia, and they're not anything no like these way. idiots. There's no way. I don't know if anybody got to hear what this guy weighed. Well, first of all, so I was on the treadmill being a good girl this morning, getting my workout, and, it, and they're, they're carrying it on Fox News. And this is a, a merchant, the merchant woman. I think her name is it's not Natalie Merchant. That's the singer. Meredith Merchant or something like that. Anyway, she's the one who's the attorney for the guy Roman, Michael Roman, who was the one who blew the whistle on all this, this relationship. Because when he started digging into it, he realized, oh, yeah, we got some problems here. Some home cooking in Georgia. So she she's trying to get their friend um can't remember the friend's name begins with a b anyway he's on the stand and every time she tries to ask him a question about what he was told by fanny willis fanny willis or mr wade or his personal knowledge of it her attorneys jump up objection objection, objection. finally the judge just got tired of it and he said overruled and she was able to continue because they did not want any of this. They did not want it known that they had a relationship long before she hired him. See, they tried to say it was after she hired him, but no, no, no. Well, that's what they implied. Let me put it that way. I didn't see all of it, but what I saw was very, very instructive. So we'll have a little bit more of that. And then just in case you were wondering about what the librarians in your school are talking about and what they what they're doing to your kids. Uh, what Michael Lunsford and Citizens for New Louisiana have gone through with this um, 
Amanda Jones. She's a librarian in Livingston Parish. And uh, she she charged uh, Michael and the group Citizens for New Louisiana with defamation, and she keeps losing, but she has unlimited funds from the American Library Association, so she keeps filing appeals. And she keeps losing, because they didn't defame her at all. She made up half the stuff that she said. Well, I'll let Michael fill you in on that. But some of the things that she, she said, when she didn't think anybody was paying attention, oh, yeah, baby, you better check out your school librarians. Now, I haven't seen any of that in Lafayette. I hope I never do. They've been very accommodating when we tried to get the Rush Limbaugh books into all the elementary and second, second uh, middle school libraries in Lafayette Parish. They were very accommodating at our Lafayette Parish school system. Wonderful. Wonderful. But I can't say that about what this woman was doing in Livingston. Anyway, I'm going to play the soundbite for you. It is, it is stunning, really and truly stunning. So here we are in the middle of all of these insane cases. And I mean, you think about the one in New York. I mean, Trump just weighed in on that. He, he said, I paid about $300 million in taxes, in taxes alone in New York, not to mention all of the employment and all of everything that he did in New York. And in these cases, the case that Engeron is doing and the uh, Letitia James has brought against him because he defrauded somebody, but they can't find who he defrauded because nobody was defrauded. And over the years, he's paid all this money in taxes. He's employed a lot of people. He's done. He's been great for the city of New York. And here they are just trying to destroy the man. It is all coming down like the worst house of cards you have ever seen ever in your life. With everything that's happening with the intelligence agencies that you and I have been talking about it for years. But, oh, boy, hey, everybody's just figuring this out. Yeah, it was all a setup and it was all to get Donald Trump. And why is that? Because how many times have I said, you probably could quote me on this. How many times have I said protecting Hillary Clinton was not about protecting Hillary Clinton? Nobody cared about Hillary. They don't like Hillary Clinton. They were protecting Barack Obama and the whole house of cards that he constructed to bring down Donald Trump. Because never forget when you have an arrogant little jerk like Barack Obama. Sorry, people, if you love him too bad. He's an arrogant, privileged, entitled jerk who was groomed for that position by George Soros at Al. And when he said at the Washington cars, don't don't kid yourself. This had a lot to do with it. This started the whole thing running when he looked at Donald Trump and said, sorry, Donald, you will never be president. That was the wrong guy to say that to. And he got it handed to him on a platter because revenge is a dish best served cold. And Donald Trump did that. That's Shakespeare. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> it was the pause I was worried about because <laughs> I, I was worried about what yeah. was coming after that. I'm very Shakespearean yes, today. Of course. Um, but I won't use that line about let's kill all the lawyers because I like lawyers. Some of them. Anyway, but I'm telling you, in that courtroom, oh, my gosh, nobody liked that lawyer in that courtroom. So, you know, so getting back to all of this House of Cards and the intelligence agencies and all that stuff. And so then yesterday, what do they come out with? (gasps) The Russians are going to get us from space. (laughs) They're going to attack us from space. (laughs) What a joke. So we get a tweet from our favorite congressman, and he says, Yawn. <laughs> he was in the skiff when all the information came out, you know, in the secure area that you're not supposed to share anything. So he didn't share anything. All he said was, 
yawn. <laughs> it's, you know, what happens? What happens? How many times do we have to hear this? That they're going to try to scare the bejesus out of all of us because they need that money for Ukraine, you know. And if you don't want the money for Ukraine, then you're a Putin patsy. I could have said something else there. A Putin patsy. So it's all coming down. It is all coming down. You know, what What was that thing about Sun Tzu? You know, just sit by the river long enough and your enemies are going to float by <laughs> face down. Maybe, maybe this is the beginning of that, and I am praying that it is, because no individual, no matter how much you hate Donald Trump, to see the total destruction, first of all, of the American people's trust in our highest levels of our justice system being completely undermined by the people who are supposed to protect it, supposed to polish it up like a gem, like it used to be. Equal justice for all. Not anymore. Not when you're trying to get rid of Donald Trump and his 80 million or so supporters. Who knows what that number is up to now? They persecuted this man one time too many. People are finally, finally, people that you would never think pay attention. They're paying attention. Now you have to pay attention because I got a full show for you today. Michael's going to come on at two thirty. Michael Lunsford, Citizens for New Louisiana, to talk about that lawsuit and about about the librarian. Oh, the librarian! And he'll give us an update on that at three o'clock. We've got Dr. Carol Haynes. You were wondering, man, where did all that anti-Semitism come from? What 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 happened on campus? Where's where's all that anti-Semitism? Well, she's going to tell us where it all came from and where it's coming from now. And where it continues to come from. Dr. Carol Haynes, if you see any of her podcasts and her postings online, she's right on top of it all. And we're going to have a full hour to discuss all of these topics with her. So don't you dare go away. Lots more to talk about, including we'll go into the courtroom in Georgia. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> don't go away. We'll be right back. down in Georgia, yeah. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. <laughs> I think he found one. Make a deal. Her name is Fonny. He came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it. Fonny, hey, Fonny, you want to sue Donald Trump? Boy, you want to take what? Donald Trump down? I guess you didn't know it. Oh, uh, yeah. We got, we got money. Too. We got notoriety. We got everything you dare, want. I'll make a bet with you. Yeah. Now, you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. All right. I a of gold Just had to do it. They went down to Georgia. Well, I want to tell you, this was the most priceless. <laughs> I mean, Fonnie Willis is uh, she's tap dancing around everything. You'll hear her testimony, a little bit of her testimony, but she's tap dancing around. Well, I don't know. I don't recall. She reminds me of Hillary Clinton when she was saying, "Well, I don't recall." You know about Benghazi? She had no idea. I don't recall. She never knew anything. Hillary, the smartest woman in the universe. But she could never remember anything. So Fannie Willis knows that there are text messages and emails. And so she's trying to tap dance around those text messages and emails that prove that she and Mr. Wade were, uh, he was her boo thing uh, long before <laughs> she hired him to go after Donald Trump. Okay, so here we go. This was the part. This is Nathan Wade. 
Nathan, listen, after this, they ought to pull his law license. <laughs> I mean, it's, he just gave them everything they needed. All right. This is when Nathan Wade testified. Where am I? Where's that sound coming from? That one? Ah, there it is. Oh, I had that one put. Okay, that's another one. Okay, I'll get to that one. Uh, so this this is the one that I really love. Uh, he's testifying that he paid for all the vacations that he took with Fonnie Willis with his business credit card. Well, yeah. yeah well, then how are you reimbursed? Oh, this is this is choice. Here we go. All I needed. Um, you said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? It was cash. She didn't She didn't give me any checks. So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations? Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid... You heard that somebody in the courtroom reacted like... Are you kidding me? Or something like that, because the judge says, okay, buddy, step out. We can't have you doing that. I'm going to Listen, back listen. It up. Even I know it's bad. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back just a little bit. Did you cash for her share of all these vacations? Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. No, you did not. <laughs> but that that's really that's not the really relevant part. I mean, he, he may get in trouble for that. But the point is that he got re- he, he kept trying to say he had a private law practice and he got money, you know, for doing this work through, through the DA's office. Right. But he didn't keep it separate. It wasn't. It wasn't like a check from the DA's office or anything. It's cash. She reimbursed him with cash at at a time that he was getting paid by Willis's office for the prosecution of Trump. The whole thing is so goofy. It is so goofy. Uh, where was that? Oh yeah, that was the Epic Times. Epic Times. They had her uh, testifying um, about this. Uh, it, it was on, and, and the key witness, you know, absolutely, there were mul- multiple key witnesses, but they were absolutely debunking everything that she said. And, and she was trying to tap dance around it. And it, I think the whole thing is going to come down like house cards. I really do. I don't see because they even had a friend of hers. This was, this was also on in the more this morning. Um, and this was also objected to multiple times. Because she worked previously in the DA's office and she testified that she saw them hugging and kissing prior to November 2021. She said their relationship appeared to have started sometime in 2019. So they had a romantic relationship before she hired him and then tried to hide it. But she's paying him cash and they were taking trips together. And I haven't even gotten to the bottom of it. There's there's so much to this. Um, Let's see if we can find get a little bit of this. Uh, for you. There it is. Was the witness sworn or do I need to swear the witness? I believe he was. Great. Thank you. I'm sorry. Good morning, Mr. Bradley. How are you? Uh, Good no, morning. This is Bradley. There's any this Georgia the law had, or federal law. Had 2022, to. correct? Yeah. And, um. That's, that's Trump where Trump versus co-defendant. It's election interference by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's election interference for sure. 
Let's see, we get a piece of her testimony right here. First name basis with these people. They do it, and then he tells me how much it is, and I give him the money back. I don't, just like you're asking me about the money with Robin, I don't do my friends like that. So if you tell me it's a G, then you're going to get $1,000. If it, Whatever it is, I didn't ever make him produce receipts to me. Whatever he told me it was, I gave him the money back. Isn't it true that he paid for the cruise and the, um, the flight on his credit card? I'm not asking about reimbursement or after. He used his credit card to buy the cruise and buy the flight, correct? I have no idea how he paid for it, okay. uh, if it's a credit card, if it's a debit card. But certainly he called his uh, cruise agent. You know, like how many people have a cruise agent? He calls his cruise agent, tells them where they want to go. They tell him what's booked. That would be a travel agent. How many people have a travel agent? Like millions, maybe billions. <laughs> That's funny. That's good old funny. And she's going to bring down Trump? I don't think so. I don't think so. President Trump's attorneys have argued in court motions that Ms. Willis also made biased and racially charged comments when she appeared to address the controversy days after it surfaced. She spoke at an Atlanta church. She accused her detractors, as usual, of playing the race card. What's new? Really creative, isn't she? Very original. She's saying that in a church. Who knows what else she said in multiple other locations. The misconduct is just stunning. Just stunning. But it doesn't compare with the misconduct of our intelligence agencies. You think the biggest threat we have is from the Russian missiles out in space? I say the biggest threat we have is in Washington, D.C. right now. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Michael Lunsford. Do not go away because the, the perfidious behavior of people in positions of authority is stunning and unending. We'll be right back. And a Comes as sweet and clear as moonlight through the pine. Um, I am in southern Louisiana, and I have to be very delicate about this because I don't want to be. Let me just say my district is not modern. <laughs> for the, I don't know how to say it. And by district, I don't mean my school. I mean my community and some of the thinking. And um, there's some of the thinking is still back in the 50s. And so I knew that I wanted to teach my students some things, but I couldn't outright say it. This is what I'm teaching. So I developed a program called the Mesh Society to incorporate media literacy, which we all should be teaching anyway, but ethics, sociology, and history, but infuse um, some social justice in there without outright teaching social justice, if you read between the lines of what I'm saying. Well, we guess I guess we're just not modern enough for Amanda Jones. Uh, Michael, is that why she sued you? Because you're not modern enough? <laughs> well, I, I think she sued me because I'm not modern enough and we've got a pretty big microphone in the state. And uh, the combination of those two are very dangerous for folks that are um, 
trying to <laughs> have these clandestine <laughs> teaching events with our kids in fifth grade, by the way, 11-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's go to the root of the story because there may be some people who haven't been following it. So, here's Amanda Jones. She's a school librarian in Livingston Parish, correct? Well, that's no, she's the librarian. True, she's also the state um, president of the School Librarians Association, which is the important key part of that. Okay, so. Uh, well, as a you, school librarian, she can say, I'm just a regular citizen, y'all are harassing me. As the, you know, a very outspoken president of the School Librarians Association, she is the megaphone for the organization and puts herself out as a public figure. That's that's the difference. All right, so what what was the crux of the issue? Why, I mean, you, you guys went over, just as you did here in Lafayette, and talking about taking the pornography out of the kids' section. That's all. Not censorship, just putting the books where they belong, where the parents can have more uh, control over what their kids see. Is is that the crux of the issue? Well, that's originally, yes. And she sued us because we made it known that this woman showed up, the president of the School Librarians Association, and advocated to keep the books, all the books in the children's section, regardless of content, because you're not on the right side of history if you move books, right? So um, that was the crux of it. And she sued us for defamation because we said she supports this stuff. In fact, the judge in court, at, uh, what is it? I forget, the, it's in Livingston Parish. The judge said when she complained and said, well, I didn't say that book. And the judge read her statement to her and it said all books. I'm so, I mean, is, is that one of the all books? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's one of the all books, all of the books in the section. If you move one book, then you're a Nazi book buyer. So, you, you know. it, the, the whole thing got to be so crazy. And, and look, it's still going on. It's going on all over the country. Uh, I've interviewed Dan Kleiman with the Save Our Libraries, and you've mm-hmm. been interviewed by him. And it, it's this is happening everywhere in the country. Parents are looking at what's in the kids' section of the library, and they're not very happy about it. But this woman has really, I mean, she's really, uh, she kind of put words in your mouth, too. And the judge apparently did his or her homework. I don't remember who the judge was because uh, they kind of said, no, uh, Mr. Lunsford. And there was another person. I think it was Brian, Ryan, who? Ryan, Brian other, Timms. Brian Timms. Okay. And he's from Livingston Parish, I believe. And yeah. uh, the, she claimed that both of you defamed her. And the judge actually looked at what was said. Um, she's mm-hmm. the one who put out there some of the crazy language. And she attributed right. it to you all, correct? She did. Uh, she said she was getting death threats, and the judge's first question was, well, was it from one of these defendants? And she said, no. So, why are you bringing this up in my courtroom? <laughs> you know? It has nothing to do with the issue at hand. Right. Um, so she did – a lot of the things that we said back and forth were um, – at a high level of this is this is the standards that we should have as a community. And she mm-hmm. came back and said, well, we were accusing her of things. And many of the things were just – they didn't even mention her. They didn't talk about her. She wasn't on my mind when we wrote them. And yet she uh, – I guess her guilty conscience was at such a level that anything I said had to be about her. What's, what's that song, uh, You're So Vain? Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Carly Simon. Uh, Carly Simon, as we say in South Louisiana. Um so so where does it stand now? I mean, it's gone back and forth. She has unlimited funds from the American Library Association, correct? Well, she raised 130000 in a GoFundMe fairly rapidly. Uh, after the first loss, though, in district court, 
the money stopped coming in. So she's just been sitting on this money for this amount of time. Uh, she gets a couple dollars here and there from people. She showed up. I mean, she was on the Oprah Winfrey mentioned her because Oprah just doesn't do her homework, obviously. She just, you know, said, oh, look, this Amanda Jones is being treated terribly. And <laughs> she didn't raise any money off of that either. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so we went to the, uh, the district court twice. It was Judge Erica Sledge. Then we went to the First Circuit Court of Appeals. We've been once. Now that she's lost, she's requested a new hearing, I think is the exact language. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen. Our attorneys have time to file a um, an objection to that, and I haven't seen the objection yet, but I'm, you know. What, nothing has it's changed. Just, I mean, I can't imagine why they would even bring it up again. It's just wasting the court's time, is it not? Well, I mean, you and I think that that's wasting the court's time. I think uh, Ms. Jones is buying time because she got a book deal. Ah. I say that. She might be self-publishing. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, but she's been talking about this book she's putting out. Uh, she's been trying to break into national celebrity status some kind of way. And I think the fact that this court case is ongoing gives her, her it extends her 15 minutes of fame a little longer and gives her more time to try to mm-hmm. break into national exposure. I just, you know, when you build a, when you build your house of cards on lies, I just don't think it's going to go very far very <laughs> fast, you know? Well, you know, this, this ought to be posted uh, on Facebook everywhere and pushed out. Uh, a push notification in Livingston Parish so the people understand what they're dealing with over there, that she's hiding as much as she can from the parents. She doesn't want them to know what she's pushing, you know, uh, brainwashing the little kitties, grooming the little kitties. Uh, here's, here's a little bit more of Amanda Jones. Contestant, I think a modern school librarian uh-huh, modern. pushes things like graphic novels and audiobooks and social justice. And, and, and you focus on the what you're reading and not how many. So the Mesh Society program, it encourages, and it's completely optional, it encourages the students to read one book from each of those categories. And then they have to do a flip grid and um, tell me what they've learned. What ha- what ideas have changed from reading these books? Mm-hmm. So did they learn about microaggressions when they read oh about boy, New Kid? Oh, boy, microaggressions. I mean, when they read New Kid. Did they learn about... Um, consent when they read maybe he just likes you because i can't teach outright teach sexual harassment and consent at a fifth grade school my community would just yeah but they can read maybe he just likes you by barbara d which is written on a level for the age group of my students and i can encourage them to read that and they can tell me what they have learned themselves well i'll tell you i haven't learned a lot just listening to her and um you know a lot of this stuff does lead to grooming uh that's what is that? Maybe he just likes you. What's that about it, Michael? Do you know? You know, I haven't seen that book. Uh, I heard the video or the audio uh, actually a couple days ago, but it was Mardi Gras, and you know the <laughs> office was closed. We couldn't get anything done, so you were preoccupied. Uh, but I haven't been able to. Yeah, I haven't been able to run down to the library and see if they have a copy of it yet. Um, but it's just, it's just bizarre. You know, why in the world do you need an eleven-year-old to find out about sexual consent? Yeah. Uh, that shouldn't even be on their radar at that time. And I get it. They're, they're you know. Well, they're growing up a lot faster these the days. backgrounds are different, all of that. Yeah, but yeah. I just, but are you really pushing this on kids? Um, you know? Look, they're going to get it anywhere. Just don't push it on them. They're going to get it, right. whatever, out on the playground, yeah. you know, you know, behind the, in the boys' bathroom, whatever. They're going to get yeah. it. And they're going to talk about it. The only thing you can hope is that the parents have given them a little bit of grounding so they know how to deal with it. We don't need these crazy, woke librarians doing this 
to these kids because it does smack of grooming. I'm sorry. It really does. Uh, and, you know, I've interviewed several people, including gays and trans, who say, yeah, it's grooming. And mm-hmm. uh, they they just well, keep opening their mouths and outing themselves, you know, for what they are. Well, you know, I'm an Eagle Scout. My son is an Eagle Scout. I participated in our local scout troop for about 15 years uh, in different levels of leadership. I didn't generally go camping or anything, but, I, you know, I did the treasury and I did some paperwork stuff because I wanted to contribute. Well, part of that process is every year you have to take something called child protective uh, training or something like that. Yeah. And it goes into what does grooming look like from the outside so that you can recognize it and report it if you see it very thorough, detailed, what-to-look-for kind of stuff. And you're right, this kind of material slipping in Mm -hmm. is something that would raise red flags in an organization like the Boy Scouts. Yeah, it's subtle. And the Boy Scouts had their issues and had to come down hard on these issues. So uh, I'm glad to hear that, that they're teaching people to recognize the signs. Michael, thanks for all you do. Uh, Anybody wants to get involved, give give them the scoop. Tell them where to find you. Well, we're newlouisiana.org. Of course, we're on just about every social platform you can imagine as well. You can connect with us that way. And, you know, we've, we're always needing to expand and uh, go into more parishes. We can only do that with the generous support of um, of members and donors. You know? All right. That's Citizen, the way it works. Citizens for New Louisiana, newlouisiana.org. Check them out, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you, everywhere you go. This is a great organization. Mike, thanks for all you do. We appreciate you. Thanks, Carol. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Don't go away. I turn on the tube, and what do I see? A whole lot of people crying, don't blame me. They point their crooked little fingers, everybody else. Spend all the time feeling sorry for themselves. Victim of this, victim of that. Your mama's too thin and your daddy's too guys remember who uh, David Cameron is? Or has he shuffled off your mind stage like an attendant player? Told you I was into Shakespeare today. <laughs> Sound and fury signifying nothing. Yes. Well, he just shuffled off. <laughs> well, he just... He just set off Marjorie Taylor Greene. Anyway, David Cameron, for those of you who don't remember, used to be prime minister of the UK, of Great Britain. Uh, He was an okay guy from 2010 to 2016. Got along very well with Barack Obama, you know. Very well. Got along swimmingly with Barack Obama. He is now the uh, Secretary of State for Foreign, Commonwealth, and Development Affairs under Rishi Sunak. So he is well-versed in all things British, etc. And so anyway, Sky News was tracking down Marjorie Taylor Greene and telling her that uh, Lord Cameron was, well, he was getting upset with the Republicans because they weren't helping Ukraine the way they should have. So a reporter from Sky News was tracking Marjorie Taylor Greene around the Capitol. And it sounded like this. David Cameron says that you should vote through funding for Ukraine. What do you say to that? I think he tried to compare us to Hitler also. And if that's the kind of language he wants to use, I really have nothing to say to him. Well, he likened you to an appeaser to Hitler in not voting through funding for Ukraine. Are you an appeaser for Putin? I, I think that... Um, 
I really don't care what David Cameron has to say. I think that's rude name-calling, um, and I don't appreciate that type of language. And David Cameron needs to worry about his own country, and frankly, he can kiss my ass. But do you think... <laughs> you gotta love Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's see, what else What else did he say? Yeah, because he kept following her. Frankly, he can kiss my ass. But do you think Putin's the good guy in all this? Can you believe that? He actually asked that. Why is it an either or? Why is it an either? Do you think, do you think the Ukraine? Ha, I feel sorry for the Ukrainian people. They have been so abused. I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to empathize with them even more, get, judging from what we're going through here in this country with the corruption that is so obvious. Wasn't so obvious before, but oh my gosh, you know, as uh, Barack Obama so, Actually said, never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. And by the way, he's coming out from his little hole, isn't he? And so is Michelle. And why would that be? Could it be because they're afraid of what will come out about them if Donald Trump gets back in office? And where? Oh, binder, binder. Who's got the binder? We don't know. Why did they raid Mar-a-Lago? We don't know. Did that have something to do with the binder that absolutely outed the FBI? By the way, didn't you always think it was funny? You know, they're not they're not that clever. The FBI is not that clever. So Trump was using the song from the Crossfire Hurricane song for his campaign. You remember all during his campaign. And what did they name their operation? Crossfire Hurricane. They're not that clever. They're not that clever. I'm telling you, I get hives when I just hear the name John Brennan. I just can't stand that man. He is. He's a disgrace, the worst CIA agent ever. But for David Cameron, of all people, David Cameron, to come out and use that kind of language against anybody in this country? The UK has a lot to answer for in, throughout their history in the uh, empire building that they did that we did not do. We didn't do empire building for our government per se. We might have done it for a lot of companies that had interests in various countries. But we didn't per se do it for us. We didn't have little satellites all over the world like the Great Britain. Like, what was the saying? The sun never set on the British Empire? India, all throughout the Caribbean nations. I mean, everywhere. Jamaica, you name it. So for him to be coming after anybody in this country, I say no. No. Not happy with him. Not happy with him saying that. At all. Anyway. The Marjorie Taylor. Don't mess with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Don't mess with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm sorry. We got to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to be um, talking to Dr. Carol Haynes. She has done a lot of deep, deep dive into uh, what's going on on campus. And what, all of a sudden, why all of a sudden are... These young kids 
screaming about anti-Semitism and identifying with Hamas and all that. What is going on on campus? Dr. Carol Haynes has done a deep dive into it, and um, we're going to be talking to her at the top of the hour. So don't you dare go away. We have lots more to talk about. We'll be right back on the Ross Report. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But the load don't come tumbling down. The load don't come tumbling down. The load don't come tumbling Money. And they want 